Amrita Mehel Nakai. Our guest on this episode makes homes in movies look beautiful. As one of Bollywood's biggest production designers, that's only one part of her job, but it's what we wanted to speak to her about. Remember the movie Wake Up Sid from 2009 when the out-of-towner played by Konkana Sen Sharma rents an old rundown flat in Mumbai and manages to turn it into a beautiful home? It managed to stir the hidden homemaking dreams within all of us. It was the most contemporary, relatable DIY home makeover we had seen on the silver screen. Even in film, designing a space is about knowing the personality and character of well, the character on screen. And also the feelings that the space is required to elicit within us, the viewers. Amrita laid it all out for us. Her serendipitous journey into this career, designing sets for Karan Johar, vanity vans for Ranbir and Alia, personalizing your home, her favorite thrift stores around the world, and much, much more. I am Rachna Nakra and you are listening to the Let's Talk Decor podcast. Hi Amrita, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, this conversation is a first of its kind that we are having on this platform, so we are really delighted to have you. To start with, why don't you tell our listeners what does it exactly mean to be a production designer for Bollywood films okay. and how did you get into it? Um okay. So I mean, the term production designer actually primarily is a sort of western um, you know designation or whatever. Uh, in India where it's always been an art director and that's what we are a uh, production designer technically means somebody who designs the entire sort of look of the film so everything from you know what you see in terms of color palette in terms of uh, you know how sets are homes everything that you see even the costume color palettes normally are uh, meant to come from the production designer uh, but in india you know we, we have uh, we are very celebrated uh, costume designers so it's like a collaboration basically between them uh, between us and them uh, to sort of get like a homogeneous or like a you know like a nicely coordinated look for the film so that's the production designers in charge of basically the look of what you see on a film like you know everything you see is designed and that's basically our job to make it look as or uh, you know real as possible make it feel as uh, you know uh, believable for the film uh, for the characters in the film give them like spaces so that they can sort of act out their characters that's that's what our job is well in in that case you've done very varying work right like from those grand sets of kalank till uh, to like something like wake up sid which is you know a really small scale film compared to that so once you're i want to understand that once you're on board a production what kind of a brief do you get from the director and then what kind of a, kind of research do you do yourself um okay so i mean it begins with basically you're you're brought on to a film because somebody who's you know beginning their journey on a film thinks that you would be like a good it would be a good partnership to have you as part of the team or you know whatever the reason is so when you come on the first thing you actually do is you read the script because uh, everything sort of starts and ends right there uh it's whatever you need to build is uh, should and is normally does come out of a script so you read it 
whatever I get out of it, I sort of have my own take on it. And I think that's what's interesting is even though the director probably has a vision, um, it's good that, you know, another person comes on and that person has their own sort of, you know, imagination sort of takes you in a different direction because it's like when you read a book, like I probably imagine something else and you will probably imagine something else. So that's where it begins. Then we get into some, you know, we get into discussions, we learn uh, or we sit and you sort of figure out where the director's coming from, what he, uh, you know, what, how he envisioned a certain person or their space or their home. Sometimes it's very clearly written. Sometimes people write and their styles are a bit more abstract. So then we sit, we talk, and then it all comes down to referencing and, you know, how you uh, draw inspiration from various things, whether it's real people and their spaces or, you know, uh, I don't shouldn't say it, but I mean, Pinterest is like everybody's go to uh, not the best uh, idea. I mean, but I mean, it is like nothing is super original anymore. You know, anything that you think you've thought of actually is already out there. So it's I think it's just that and it's how you make each person and their space sort of your own. Um, even if it's like for me, it's mostly like just building, you keep building over the months after you've read it till you get into production, you keep building your reference, you know, bank with images and just things that inspire you or whatever, colors, objects, whatever, and then you put it together and you see, you know, whether it works for the director. But yeah, it's basically that. And then a lot of the times nowadays we have, you know, it's not always a built set. Sometimes you go for you know, live locations, and then you, it's just the story dictates everything that you need. So it's a lot of discussion, it's a lot of collaboration. Uh, we have very large teams, so there's a lot of people and their opinions and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a very collaborative process, actually. Can I ask you this? Is it your interest in design or in films that brought you to this profession? I wasn't very exposed to Hindi cinema at home at all, you know. My mom was like a, a Shashi Kapoor fan and that's pretty much where my knowledge ended. I didn't really know anything else. So not films, I would say. Uh, I went to art college. I went to art college in Chandigarh and I studied, um, I actually studied applied art, which is meant to translate to advertising. So that's what I thought I would do. Uh, but then I came to Bombay because my sister stayed here. So after college, it was a natural progression because I was like, Chandigarh didn't have much going on in terms of a career. So I said, okay, let's see what's happening in Bombay. I came and hung out with my sister. And she actually had just started working in um, in television. Like she was doing a lot of advertising. So I tried to get a job. It didn't sort of work out. You know, I'd come. My dad is in the Air Force. So I was sent with, I mean, you know, I, it wasn't like we had a lot going on. I had to literally, my dad was like, okay, you want to go now go fend for yourself. But then eventually I went back, I came back and it was like, okay, got to be in Bombay. And then because of my sister, she used to work in uh, advertising, like I said. So I started hanging out a little bit on their sets and I started learning. And then one day I was literally hanging out in her office and Sharmishta Roy, uh, who was the only art director production designer you know female at that point and she was doing all the big films and I really didn't know who she was but I was there in this office and she needed an assistant uh, so she just happened to pop her head in and say you know does anybody know anyone who wants to assist and my sister's like here take her she's you know doing nothing 
and she was like okay and she spoke to me for 2 seconds and she was like what have you done and i said oh i worked i interned on one two ads and i've studied for years of sort of art so she said okay i'll tell you and then she came back after 8 hours and she was like okay come you know you're working and then i started working on a film called bunty or bubbly uh in the middle of the film and so i sort of that was my first sort of encounter with hindi films and sort of the world of films in bombay i hadn't i had never been on a film set before so yeah and then i assisted her and i assisted her for a couple of years and then yeah she moved away and i was very fortunate to have uh, inherited her entire team uh, because she sort of moved to the states uh, so she you know it was honestly i think it was the right place at the right time so one of those you know you sort of find yourself in a place and you don't know uh, how you ended up there and then it becomes your whole life so i think that's what happened and then sharmishta ma'am was wonderful to me everything i know i know because of her i learned from her the way you know i know how to work on a film or the kind of way you treat a certain team member how you manage people i think a lot of it is started with what i saw from her and imbibed from her and then yeah then it just happened after that that's wonderful yeah. to have uh, such a great mentor yes. in in the beginning of your career yeah so i got a great team who'd already been in the industry for years and some of the boys who were there still work with me till today and like honestly i wouldn't know what to do without them but that's and they'd worked on like dilwale dulhaniya le jayenge it's like those people so it's like from the beginning of time till now so there it's been quite a quite a good sort of journey yeah and part of that journey is wake up sid and that sequence in wake up sid where ranbir and konkana apne makan ka ghar banate hain yeah. is like one of the most memorable sequences in that film yeah. and that seemed to really connect with the audiences um so can you tell me the process of uh, doing that up that home and why do you think it connected with the audiences so much uh i think why it connected i don't know i think because you know i think ian is a uh, is a good director and he everything he does sort of people eventually it connects but i think it's also the idea of setting up a home is is something that all of us you know look forward to it's almost like a goal that everybody has whether you're into interiors or you're not into interiors or you you know whatever it is like a home is something people just dream of and want so when you see somebody being able to i guess live out the dream or you know be able to like realize a dream even if it's a rented apartment the idea that your surroundings or your environment is something that you feel peaceful about or you that gives you a certain sense of belonging or you know that i think is the is why that sequence or why that film makes so much sense to everybody because everybody just wants a space to call their own and yeah that's pretty much what it was and i think the reason that it was and i think also people love makeovers <laughs> yeah and that was such a drastic makeover that it's so satisfying to watch that's true but it's also so like people in bombay i would say more than anywhere else would identify because i mean we've all done it right we've all uh, looked at yes. a million apartments and they've been rubbish and they've been so sad and depressing and but you've got to take it and then you do what you can to to make it your own because when you move into a city like bombay honestly you're just glad to be here so you have to eat and your space you don't really have the luxury of like you know you everybody moves up into 
a certain sort of uh, dwelling so i think with bombay it's like it's so important and you can make everything beautiful i think that is that is what is so wonderful that even something that looks as um, downtrodden and terrible as that apartment is able you're able to do something with it i think that was the idea and it was very personal because at that point that's where my life was you know it was 2000 and i think it was 2009 8 9 and i had just been married um i was still finding my feet in bombay uh my husband and me literally we lived and he's somebody who i've been with for a while so our home was you know we didn't have that much going on we had a fridge full of beer and ice cream and we had one couch uh literally and we had gaddas on the floor so it was very uh it was very personal because a lot of the stuff was a from my house which was like you know there are little boards and a blackboard where you used to stick your menus because in bombay everybody has takeaway and that's pretty much how you live uh, so a lot of personal stuff coming in because that's how we so i mean that's where i was at that point in my life so it all sort of naturally translated into the film or made it way, made its way into the film you know just simple things like you kitchens are terrible in bombay and you do in rented apartments so you do the best you can and i don't know how many people do it but at least everyone i know who had rented apartments you put like glass shelves with little brackets um into the wall because that's all you're really allowed to do you know who can afford to put in cabinets and stuff like that so i think the idea of just having a space and making it your own is just something everybody should be able to do once at least in their life because it's a really um I think it's pretty much the only thing when you finish a day of work and you go home you just want to be home and when you're young you may not realize it but I think when you're older you sort of start treasuring your time at home right like you don't want to how much can yes. you how much can you party so I think that's um, that's what was special about wake up sid Yeah and I think that was the OG Pinterest look wasn't it with the fairy lights and the bird cage Pinterest man you know at that point that, yeah you you were doing Pinterest before it was there you know, like when it start when we started working it was like we didn't have computers and I got my first computer uh gifted to me at the end of Dostana which was my first film until then we were using cyber cafes you know like it's unheard of now but yes, i mean i remember that yeah okay. i used to write my stories from a cyber cafe and send it how did your design process change as your life changed you know so can you relate that to some of the later films that you worked on i don't know about life but i think experience sort of always uh, you know uh, makes its way into the way that we work and travel uh, as i've worked in like the industry i think it's uh, one of the greatest or uh, perks of being part of this industry is that you get to travel and you get to travel in a way that i don't think anybody travels because when we go or uh, say location scouting or we go looking for a space when we travel it's literally like we have first hand access to the entire city uh, or whatever country we go to like there are locals taking us to like the most amazing spaces there and i think if you visited a country or any place as a tourist you wouldn't have access to spaces that we've seen so i think that's what it is i mean when you design it literally is like you have to jog your memory and you have to come up with stuff that you've seen and you've 
you know the things that you remember from various places and i think that's the most in- interesting part about film that it there are no rules you can you can pull from anywhere you can uh, you know use whatever inspiration comes to you at which point it comes to you so i think experience is what drives you the most yes and also the the characters that are on the script right so your job is really a lot about personalizing the spaces depending on the character so i i would love to learn from you how do you do that like if, if for our listeners as well who want to design their own homes right. how do you take your personality uh, and put it into a space whether for you it's a film set or you know a home for our listeners i mean honestly like even now like my home is always evolving like my husband's fed up like it's like you know he's like one day when i'm home like i shift things around and you know you get bored with the space but you don't have to go and get something brand new out you can kind of work with what you have just change the positioning around or whatever i think uh when you design a space for yourself not not everybody knows what their style is because it's it's a, an ambiguous sort of thing right like right now there are all these terms and it's like oh there's contemporary and chic and boho and whatever it's i don't know if that it's right to sort of put things into like a box uh, i think when you're with a home like when you're talking about a personal home or a space a, it has to be functional and it has to work for the kind of life that you're leading so like in film uh, things are more visual uh, and less practical so you know we forget that there are like it's not as functional as it should be but i think that's something that i always think of is like what does this person do uh you know wh- what kind of a life do they lead uh you know what are the things that a normal person living that life would need to sort of survive and then you dial it up to look nicer or look a certain way or you know you can go crazy with like whatever you want to do but i think characters it's these are all very ambiguous sort of terms you know what i mean like so it's almost like whatever we want that person to be is what that person becomes so it's like between the director and us like we use like a character sketch and we do whatever we want but when you're doing a home i think that's what it is it should start with function and then you should just look at stuff and then you'll arrive at a point where you're like i love this and then you sort of make it your own whether you're painting or you're picking up a piece of art or you're choosing furniture or you know you're doing colors and color palette i think the best thing to do is to just make a massive mood board and like a you know swatches collect pictures collect like whatever inspires you before you start making interior designing a room and then go from there and then automatically your brain starts looking at exactly that when you go out shopping or you choose a fabric or you choose a you know a finish or something automatically your brain starts looking for the stuff that you already put down on your mood board so i think mood boards are like the best thing to do and like a physical mood board it's not like right now everybody just puts it on their laptops or whatever i think it's amazing when you start doing physical mood boards where you just have swatches and you've got pictures that you've pulled out of places or even if you print out a reference so that's that's how i normally do it and then things just make sense from there i mean for uh to give you an example recently we worked on a film uh, which will come out next year in april uh, which has two families which movie is this it's called rocky or rani ki prem kahani 
it's uh, okay. one family is a punjabi family in delhi and one's a bengali family and i mean not to not to typecast or uh, you know cliche uh, families and sort of cultures into one but of course our homes are driven by our childhood by you know the by the cultures that we have been exposed to and the things that we've seen as kids so like the bengali home uh is just full of stuff because you know it's full of books and it's full of art and it's sort of very lived in and the colors and the textures are all warm i had the best time doing that house like i've never had more fun uh you know we had a home that we sort of converted into it was an actual home that we converted into this space so their house was uh really fun to do because it's also a bit uh, you know you identify with it so it's easier to do um and the father's like sort of a uh, you know has some dance uh, background so there's all of it comes with its own influences right like the minute you start researching and referencing like all of those colors are a particular feeling that you get when you enter a home is like of these people who love to read you know who love to cook who love to um, you know who love to listen to music in the evening while they are having their drink or whatever so that house looked like that and then there was the delhi home which was a very um, you know these people who have who are like supremely wealthy it was like a home in delhi it was like everything was a bit more uh how do i say it it was a bit uh, nouveau riche i guess is the word to use because that was the brief for the family and i mean honestly everything we do nothing can look ugly you know like even if something is uh, not uh something that you immediately identify with i think there's a beauty even to that like even like just marble and you know uh, really uh, bright colors or gold and stuff like that which you know you look at a palace and how you feel so i think we were very heavily inspired by like you know uh, russian palaces and like stuff like that so it was like this home that had massive pillars and you know uh, huge marble floors with intricate work in the floor and stuff like that so it's like when the characters are so well written you already have a base to start with and then you that house was less lived in because you know the house is more patriarchal so everybody has their own rooms and then they eat together in the dining room and so that everything's a bit more formal as opposed to you know the bengali household which is a bit more casual and everybody sort of helps in and does things together they don't really have help so i think people's lifestyles also drive the home right like the usage of each room and how the house is laid out uh so yeah so i think that's a good example of how like you're able to take a written character and sort of give them a visual uh, sort of yeah visual palette i guess you you actually end up taking a uh, personalization even further with with the film stars you've designed vanity vans for many of them so how do you personalize a space as small as that um I mean vanity vans are very functional and they're very uh, you know there's a very uh, set layout that ha- it has to follow because it serves a very uh, uh, you know it's a, it's serving a purpose and it has to it can't be too uh, whimsical it can't be too uh, crazy either because it's a tiny space and it has to work for that time but they spend so much time in it that I think recently they've started uh, wanting it to be more 
something that they can feel home at home in but it's like each one of them is i know we also know them because we end up spending some time with them while we're filming um i mean the first time i ever did something i think was for ranbir where uh, we were doing we were filming for ye jawani hai diwani and we he wanted to sort of revamp the the his vanity and that was the first thing i ever did which is very simple uh, we just changed the flooring and we added a few uh you know uh posters to it and it was very simple but now recently like uh i did uh, his new van which is a completely uh which is we designed the whole space from scratch and it honestly it was i'm very proud of that van i, I think he enjoys it too uh it's you know it's very much in character uh, for stuff that he likes i think he likes things to be a little uh So uh I think the brief for Ranbir was that he just wanted it to be very classic and simple uh but yet have a certain flair to it. So the whole thing is like a wooden paneled box so it looks like a it almost looks like a uh, you know speakeasy bar. So it's got uh, it's got wooden walls and it's got a little diner seat and it turned out really well but i mean to personalize the space i mean you know there's not that much you can do there's a place to chill there's a place to eat they have to do their hair makeup and that's it and when you walk in i think the idea is to not feel like you're in a in like a sterile clinical sort of space which i think earlier the vans were you know they're all white and they had this bright white lighting now i think we're able to to alter it a little bit more so it feels warmer um and nicer then alia's was you know hers keeps changing because i mean she's also uh, in different phases uh, you know of uh, her life so things yeah she's got a softer palette and you know she likes things cleaner uh, a little bit more white so i mean yeah you've designed anybody's home um honestly uh, designing homes also to me uh, is a bit uh, daunting uh because i feel like uh, you know we are uh, we are so used to working in a like a, a scenario where it's all uh, you know meant for a certain purpose so when you do homes it's so personal that i think that's a bit daunting as much as i would love to because uh, that's where the love is but i don't know it's just to me it feels a bit daunting to think about doing somebody's home that they have to live with for a at least for a couple of years you know because the film industry is a bit temporary so everything we do we know uh, you know we can change around or we can shift so the the mindset has to shift before you can sort of do i mean advice i give freely because everybody wants everybody wants like advice and i'm great at putting together color palettes and stuff like that but just the actual physical work uh, to do an whole home um hasn't happened for me yet even if you're designing a set and you know when you're shooting that for a film uh you would i i guess the film team wants it to look like a home right like you don't want it to come across as a set so there are certain things like warmth you want to add warmth you want the lighting to be correct so what are the first few things that you keep in mind so that a set actually looks like a home um so i think there are a few uh, points to sort of tick mark when you want to you know create like a a, a space that feels right uh, on camera 
I think uh, one is like just textures, you know, uh, wall textures, because eventually after we do our big white shots, it all sort of ends up uh, being close ups. And the, it's all about the drama because eventually it's not about what the space is. It's about what the guys are doing. And the wall textures, which I've learned over time is like the most important because that's what you're always looking at. So wall textures and rather than keeping things flat and plain it's always nice to introduce many textures because textures just go well together anyway you know the more texture you add it it all sort of works so i that's one thing i look at uh lights are a big deal like practical lighting uh, is very important uh because a it helps to set the mood for various uh, you know parts of the day or uh, various scenes or various like your own mood swings I think or your own moods are sort of you can alter the lighting and lighting I think is the most important because if you're in a brightly lit space your brain sort of functions a different way and if you're in like a you know beautifully lit moody space I think you you tend to feel a certain way so that is important which always happens in conjunction with the DOP of course um so yeah light and I think the other thing that we always overlook is flooring you know uh it's such a big part of what you see uh and we always sort of skip it but floors are important so uh wall texture floor and lighting and to be able to like just personalize a space I think again like I'm saying like you have to think about what that person does in a day and what you know what they need when they come home or how they spend their whole day and then you add little details to it you know like uh you know is it is this person a cook uh is this somebody who only orders out is this somebody who uh has a hobby is this somebody who uh you know has a family uh is this somebody who entertains a lot or uh, is this person, you know, a solitary person? I mean, there are all those layers which are all personality things of just how you lead your life. All of that sort of give you clues about what could be in the space or what should be in the space. So you travel the world uh, shopping for your film sets. So can you tell me some of your favorite, uh, you know, vintage markets and things like that in India and outside where you love shopping? Um, I mean, if to use the word shopping abroad is a bit uh, is a bit optimistic and ambitious. That doesn't really happen. Uh, but uh, you know, earlier I think in in you know maybe when I was with Sharmishta ma'am, there wasn't so much choice in India. So if you wanted to do something, you had to sort of bring stuff back from like Dubai or when you were shooting abroad, like for like say for the for Kabhi Alvidana Kena, we shot extensively in New York City. But when we had to build the sets back in Bombay, none of that stuff was available. Like there were no malls and there wasn't anything. So we ended up bringing simple lights and crockery and stuff like that back with us. That honestly doesn't happen anymore because, uh, you know, we're pretty equipped actually in India now. Pretty much anything and everything is available, you know. So and what's not available, our industry is amazing. Uh, we can make anything. So we sort of make it. But uh, yeah, shopping, I, I mean, I have been fortunate to go to some beautiful, uh, you know, thrift stores or even like old antique markets and stuff. So uh, I think the one in London, uh, I really like Portobello Road. And recently I just went to in New York, there's a whole uh, town called Hudson, 
which is just full of antiques and that's i mean it's amazing because we here i think you'll have to like sort of look for these places and there it's kind of easier to find so you i mean you just go crazy and it's all pretty affordable um but yeah these are the two places that i think i absolutely enjoy europe i haven't really uh france had paris had like an amazing antique market that we went to but none of that stuff makes it back so you sort of have to uh we've used it when we are there extensively and it's always a joy but i haven't really been able to bring anything amazing back except from thailand where we've come back with like suitcases full of stuff from chatujak market which is also amazing any any uh, markets in india that you like um i mean honestly india has uh, rajasthan has amazing things you know you just have to know where to look uh rajasthan has beautiful things i love apna oshiwara and uh, chor bazar to is always like a thing you know you always find something new uh where else i've been to some beautiful places in chennai uh you know just amazing like warehouses and backyards full of stuff there's sharma farms in delhi who always has amazing things uh you know delhi as such is full of like beautiful things which you just have to uh, you know find the time to go look at um i think in india any any city you go to if you actually end up going to where the old part of that city particular city is or if you take the time to go to where the crafts market or the artisans of that place are every single city in india has something amazing like whether you go to madhya pradesh to chanderi or you go to uh, you know or you go to mandwa or you know in the middle of rajasthan these are just beautiful places that have absolutely small things at, at the in like you know one corner you will find like i walked into this uh, there's a tiny little uh, place in uh, Raj- uh, rajasthan called mandava which uh, we filmed in and it's full of these old uh, you know havelis and in one of the havelis we walked in and it was full of old trunks like these antique trunks and it had you know old locks and it had these beautiful lights and i was like how like nobody even knows or people know and you know we just didn't know i don't know like how many people know but i mean it was just stunning uh chennai also there's this uh, town called karai kudi which i'm sure lots of people are familiar with it's where all the old uh, you know uh, south indian uh, homes are like these beautiful old havelis with huge angans and in there also you walk in and there's like this one house that's full of you know uh, ceramic uh, stuff antique stuff in the middle of this house which has been you know uh, abandoned by families and somebody decided to collect it and yeah i think india is just you, there's no one place that you can focus on because I literally feel like every city has something different because our arts and our crafts are so varied and so uh you know just so much variety and so much uh, beauty wherever you go that I think every city in India has a market that you should go to Absolutely it's like a treasure hunt and so thank you so much for all your leads um I also uh, read that you Uh, designed for Karan's fiftieth birthday party this year with the theme black and bling. Yeah. So you know, for the entertaining season, can you tell our listeners what to keep in mind when you are, uh, you know, designing for a party at home or something like that? Um, I mean, 
I think for that, that was really on a scale that I don't think any of us have ever uh, sort of witnessed. And I think it was uh, quite, it was an experience that I think all of us enjoyed. Like my whole team had a blast because, you know, there was, uh, of course, there's always pressure to deliver. But this was literally like we could do whatever we wanted because it was, it was, he he wanted something uh, beautiful. It was his 50th. And the brief literally was do whatever you want. So we walked into the studio. Uh, we had this size of the studio. And Karan actually, thankfully, is quite uh, trusting and uh, is happy to, you know, go with whatever flights of fancy we come up with. So we just had a blast. Like we just went crazy with the space. So uh, and it turned out well, thankfully. But I think well, keeping in mind, I think what's most important is that a uh, there's a bit of a flow to you know the whole area where people enter and then they're sort of you know you you're able to meander you're also able to settle into pockets and you're able to find a space to be in obviously the bar is like of utmost importance and there should be you know enough space for everybody to you know comfortably hang out at the bar uh music uh and i think space to dance because what else is a party if you're not gonna dance right so it depends. I mean, this one, these were the big things. Like there was a separate food area, which uh, was just separate. But I think this was what it was. We had like a really nice conservatory sort of space where people who wanted to be away from the music had a little space to go and chat. And then the rest of it was all focused around the dance floor. Um, and there were like, there was one, like two bars for the guests. I mean, it was just fun. But when we're at home, I think what's most important is that you know, it feels, uh, it's like that time of the season, right? Like you bring out all the stuff that you've been hoarding all the whole time, like bring out everything beautiful in the house. And I love setting tables. So I think tables are like where you can do whatever you want. And it's, it's all focused around the food when you're at home. So I think your table needs to be just interesting, you know, so you have enough space for food and then you bring out all the knickknacks that have been lying in your cupboard forever and bring them out and bring out all your fancy china and you know put it out and I think lighting again like I say lighting is uh, I think lighting is important you know it sets the mood instantly you're able to dictate the terms of how your evening is going to go based on how the lighting in the house is so I think for the festive season just people should just be able to walk into your home and feel some sort of joy. I also read that uh, for his set for Coffee with Karan, uh, he gave you a one-word brief. And so can you tell me about that? And like, how does, if somebody does, doesn't know what to do with their home and they literally also have a one-word idea, you know, how do you take that and make it into a full-fledged uh, decor? Yeah, I mean, I'm to be able to do that, I would say that first, I think the person you're giving this one-word to should have some idea of, who you are and what you are and what works for you. Uh, so when I said one word brief, obviously it's, you know, with him, it's, he's, he's quite clear about his design aesthetics. So with him, it's like he looks at something and he knows whether he likes it or not. And it's, I feel like I think I've sort of understood, you know, what sort of works for him and what he likes. So that's why I, when I said one word brief, it's, I think it's more, I was more meaning that, you know, I think he understands that I'm going to, I know what that word will mean. 
but yeah one word brief would be just you know what is the most important thing to you when you when you walk into your home like do you want it to be there's so many words like you know do you want it to be funky do you want it to be modern do you want it to be classic do you want it to be warm do you want it to be uh, you know uh, what else can it be just just something that you know instantly describes who you are as a person or what you want your space to spell there's a set that you know his his brief literally was like obviously the event or the 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 setting for the song like tells you what that should be i don't want to say it out right now i would love to but mm. honestly when you see it in the film uh, you'll know uh, or when you see a t- trailer you probably know but it what the song was for already told you what the place was so that was already but he just said red and literally that's what we did like we just took red and we went crazy so hopefully when you see the set you'll understand but everything is red like there is all the walls the floors the furniture the the sculpture everything that is in that space is just red and i think we managed amazingly like i'm very proud of it and i think he is too that we just you know red is a color that could go very wrong as well because it could end up not uh, you know doing what it's supposed to do and could end up looking a little bit loud and tacky but i think it looks beautiful so anyway hopefully people can uh, tell us later when it comes out whether it's it, we were right or not but yeah so it literally sometimes he's very clear sometimes you know uh, people are clear and they're like gold or red or whatever like one word but uh, that doesn't always work i think it's nice to you know spaces especially homes have to come from the people that inhabit them so the more you tell your designer the more you tell yourself what you want the space to do and what you want the space to say about you uh i think it's a great way of introspecting also like you know take some time look at some stuff and you find out a lot about yourself as well like sometimes you think like you're a very you know uh you're a very colorful person or you think something about yourself and when you start putting things together for your home you realize that right now in your life you're not and that happens to me a lot like sometimes i want to collect stuff from everywhere and i want to buy knickknacks from wherever i travel and then there's you know sometimes when you're not feeling so clear and you just want a cleaner less chaotic space so that you're able to you know function better and so that's i think like your house is always evolving and i think that's how people should look at their homes it should always be a reflection of your life and who you are at that moment Uh, and your space should speak you know for you uh, is is how i is how i look at my home at least that's how it is like i have a daughter and she has her room so her stuff doesn't make it out but it does make it out but you know it has to like you can't always be like oh it has to be clean and it has to be perfect and everything has to look like it's in its place it has to look like people live there and inhabit it so it it should speak about the people that live in it and i think that's most important when you're you know when you're when you look at your home i agree uh well amrita we've learned a lot about set design and home design from this conversation and it's been good fun okay. so thank you so much once again oh, yeah. for doing this with us so whether it's a film set or an actual home personalization is the key and as amrita said designing your home 
helps you learn so much about yourself and your changing preferences. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure all of us are going to be watching the sets of the upcoming Rocky or Rani ki Prem kahani very closely. Thank you for listening in. You just listened to the Let's Talk Tech Or podcast with your host Rachna Nakra. Follow our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Let's Talk Decor is an initiative from BeautifulHomes.com, which is India's largest decor and design platform, and is a part of Asian Paints. Beautiful Home Services brings customized interior design to everyone, allowing clients to create their dream homes with expert designers with the end-to-end management guarantee. That's part of Asian Paints. If you'd like to know more about Beautiful Home Service and everything else under the decor category in Asian Paints, then do log on to beautifulhomes.com. This episode of Let's Talk Decor is produced by Nikhil Dintakurti and sound design partner Smart Voice Studio.